G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. So they weren't young. Aaron was 83. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and then Aaron died at that wonderful ripe old age of 123. Wow. It was 123. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're learning about the religious focus of Judaism, the different religious groups that developed over the centuries, and how their system of governance impacted their communities. One of the most important groups in the Jewish nation was the priesthood. And we're going to focus a little bit on the next couple of programs on the Jewish Kohanim, the priests and priesthood to learn about their function and what they did in their roles, and if there were any priests still functioning today. Now, in the last programs, we've learned about the tribe of Levi and how the Levites were chosen by God to be a priestly tribe before him to minister to him and care for all things relating to the temple, as well as being ministers to the people throughout the land of Israel. Within the tribe of Levi was the family of the Kohanim, the priests, the first one, of course, being Aaron, the brother of Moses. Have you ever met anybody whose last name was Cohen? Yes. Well, that's actually from Kohanim, oh, the well. priesthood. So that's a, a bit of a clue that they hmm. may actually have a Jewish heritage. Okay. There are other names, actually, that are related to the priesthood. But, yeah, usually the last name is spelt with a C. Mm-hmm. But when regarding the priesthood, it's spelt with a K, K-O-H-E-N. So Kohen is singular. The Kohenim means uh, it's plural. Right. Yep. So the tradition was, as we learned last time, that they had to be within the Le- Levitical tribe, but they had to be in the bloodline of Aaron. So then why was Aaron chosen and his family to be this line of priests? What was special about them? That is a good them? question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I do have a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Can't prove it. I don't know. But I have a, a sneaking suspicion that, remember when um, God says to Moses when he's out in the wilderness, I want you to go and I want you to approach Pharaoh, mm-hmm. tell him to let my people go. And Moses argues uphill and down <laughs> yeah, dale about right. why he shouldn't be the yes, one. that's right. And in the end, God gets frustrated with him. But doesn't it show the patience of God, mm, doesn't yeah. it? God is very patient, and in the end, he says, you go back, and your brother Aaron's going to be your mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. He basically says, Aaron is going to be the intermediary. He's going to be the go-between between you and Pharaoh. You're the one who's calling the shots, but Aaron's going to be the mm. spokesperson, yeah. the mediator, for want of a better mm. word. And because Aaron did, he didn't complain about it. He just said, yep, I'm in. I'll do it. He and his family line became the family line that were the go-betweens, the mediators. So I don't know whether that's true. I just think it could possibly be that way. Because it was a a real, can I say, a a point of honour that Aaron and his bloodline were chosen to be the mediators between God and the people. So that's what I, I think. But Aaron wasn't a young man when he became a priest. Uh, He was actually quite old when he and Moses went before Pharaoh. Pharaoh finally let the Israelites go, and Aaron was 83 years old. Mm. 
and Moses was the little That's brother. Right, he was the, the baby, baby. brother. <laughs> uh, so age was not a hindrance in God's eyes, and it shouldn't be today. I think sometimes we think of it as a hindrance. I think, you know what it is? I think this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> But I think because we have set in our culture a, an age for retirement, yeah. we tend to think of people, they get to a certain age and therefore they've, that's their use-by date. Yeah. And I think that we undercut the body of Christ by doing that. For sure. That's just an aside. That yeah. was for free. <laughs> so they weren't young. Aaron was 83. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and then Aaron died at that wonderful ripe old age of 123. Wow. It was 123. Can That's you imagine an, an elderly gentleman like that yeah. just roaming around in the desert yeah. for 40 years? That's amazing. So being that they were that age, I mean, was being a priest an easy job? Because you could imagine someone at that age would have been, I mean, maybe not frail, but certainly not able to do all the heavy lifting that uh, the younger guys did. So what was actually involved? Was it a, was it an easy job being a priest? Oh, you might think so because the rest of the tribe of Levi, they actually had a lot of the heavy work with maintaining the temple and keeping it clean and the, the cooking of the showbread and the incense. I mean, they had a lot of work to do. Mm. And then when they were spread throughout the land, they were there to minister to the people. They worked hard, but it was not an easy job. Mm. And can I just say it was probably a bit of a scary job? Because you you had to have all your ducks in a row before mm. you went into the temple and yeah, you offered right. sacrifices because if you didn't, I mean, it could mean death. I mean, yeah. look at the very first instance where you had um, you had Aaron and his two sons, Nahab and, Ab- and Abihu, or Behu, however you say that, and they had just been given their instructions by God and they thought, oh, we're going to be creative. And maybe maybe they were thinking we want to do something special for God. I don't know what was going through their head, mm. but they didn't obey. And God killed them on the spot. Yeah. And then Aaron wasn't even allowed to grieve. Others yeah. came and took their bodies away. He couldn't leave the tabernacle precinct because he'd been anointed. And Moses said to him, don't you start grieving. You're, God's, you're in that anointed position at the moment. Yeah. And you're here to serve. And then think about what it was like to be offering and killing animals all day. And there was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I mean, it was hard, gory, bloody work. I guess that you build up an immunity to that kind of thing, but the idea of slitting an animal's yeah, right. neck constantly yeah. And then is collecting the blood and splashing the blood in different places. Abhorrent. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's abhorrent. And again, God had a zero tolerance policy mm. for goofing off or doing your own thing or disobeying him. Yeah. So was it physically easy? I don't think so. Hauling all those animals mm, around yeah. and doing all of that, not easy. We talked to a butcher and asked them if they got an easy it, job. <laughs> It'd there be you a go. Thing. It, that, exactly. Yeah. And then the very concept of having to know that you are in a right place with mm, God yeah. in order to go and fulfill those requirements. And well, Didn't the high priest have a rope around his leg when he went into the Holy of Holies in case he wasn't perfectly... I heard that years ago, mm. actually, that, there, that that was the reason for the little bells on the bottom of his tunic and that he had a rope around his his leg and that if, if God struck him dead and the bells stopped ringing, then they could track him out. <laughs> That's actually a fable. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not true. I don't know where that came from. Oh, right. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, well, really great impressive. story. It does, doesn't it? It's <laughs> like a thriller or something. No, no, no. That's actually not true. Oh, well. But it doesn't doesn't change the fact that Nadab and Abihu were struck dead because right. they tried to offer strange fire. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those high-risk jobs. Mm, so, sure. yeah, were they respected and elevated and held in high esteem? Uh, yeah. Were they cared for? Were they provided for? Yeah, they deserved it because they took their life into their hands every mm. time they went before God. Yeah. And then don't forget, too, that 
you've got to ask the question, how come his sons got struck dead for offering strange fire, but Aaron didn't get struck dead when he built or made the golden calf? Mm, yeah. It, it, I mean, that you kind of go, oh, hang on a second. This is, is this a double standard here? Yeah. Well, first of all, those two boys, his sons, Nadab and Abihu, they had, were in a position of being an anointed priest in the tabernacle, anointed, ready to serve. Mm, yeah. In that wilderness environment, they weren't in a tabernacle. They weren't in a position of service. They were hanging around waiting for Moses to come down. And the people came and pressured him. He said, well, give me all your jewellery. And he fashioned the golden calf and later said he just threw the gold in and it just <laughs> yeah, popped right. out a calf. Just- so he wasn't struck dead then, but he was most definitely punished later on. Mm. He fulfilled his ministry task in the wilderness. But at the end of his life, God said, you blew it in the wilderness mm. and you led my people astray. And for that reason, you do not get to go into the promised land. Yeah. And he and his predecessor, they went up the mountain, Mount Hor, and uh, he had to take off all of his priestly gear, give it to his eldest son, the remaining eldest son. And then God took his life right there. Yeah. won't say killed him. He died there and that's where he was buried. So yeah. he was punished for that. Yeah, that's right. But he wasn't in the role of actual physical priest mm. at the time. So yeah. I think that's how they, how that is kind of sorted out. That's right. So there is a, a bit of a consequence yeah. there. And that story, by the way, is found in Numbers 20, verses 25 to 29, where God says to Moses, take Aaron and his son Eleazar and bring them up to Mount Hor and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on his son Eleazar. So Aaron will be gathered to his people and will die there. So Moses did just as the Lord had commanded, and they went up to Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. After Moses had stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on his son Eleazar, Aaron died there on the mountaintop. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. When all the congregation saw that Aaron had died, all the house of Israel wept for Aaron for 30 days. Yeah, so they had a lot of grief. I mean, he'd Mm. been basically their mediator. Yeah. He was the voice for God to them for 40 years Mm. in that environment, and he passed on. Yeah. But again, God honored him and his family. But there was still a consequence for his sin. So yeah, there's the the priests, especially the high priest, incredibly important to the Israelites. I don't think we, as secular Gentiles, even Christians, have a real comprehension and understanding of how important mm. the priesthood was for the people, especially the high priest. He was their mediator, their go-between. Without him, they had no connection to God. Yeah. So they were very, very important. Well, in the next program, we're going to continue to uh, look at these Kohanim and find out more about the work that they did next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.